Welcome to the Walk Boldly with Jesus podcast. I am your host, Katherine Duggan. I created this podcast to inspire you to walk boldly in your Christian faith. Each weekday, I will talk about scripture and how these verses can relate to your everyday life. Spending time each day with the Word of God is a great way to fortify your faith. I'm so glad to have you along on this journey. Let's get started. The title of today's episode is Friendship with God. The scripture verse is Proverbs chapter 27, verse 9. Sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. For good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. I heard this verse last night at my prayer group meeting. The leader was talking about different types of friendships. The first one was an association. You know people through work or through your neighbors. You might wave to them or stop to talk to them. Your friendship is usually not as deep with these people. The second is association plus loyalty. These are people you would be willing to self-sacrifice for. The friends who you would offer to pick something up for at the grocery store or bring soup to when they're sick. You spend more time with them and your friendship is probably deeper than that of mere association. You have a deeper level of connection. The third is association plus loyalty plus affection. This is often found in family love. However, it can be found other places too. This is when you would have a deeper relationship because you not only have loyalty, but also affection. I looked up online and found an article titled Aristotle on the three types of friendship and how each enriches life. And that explained Aristotle also had three species of friendships. These are the friendship of utility. These friendships are based on what someone can do for you or what you can do for another person. It might be that you put in a good word for someone and they buy you a gift in return. Such relationships have little to do with character and can end as soon as any possible use for you or the other person is removed from the equation. The second is the friendship of pleasure. These are friendships based on the enjoyment of a shared activity or the pursuit of fleeting pleasure and emotions. This might be someone you go for drinks with or join a particular hobby with and is a common level of association among the young, so Aristotle declared. This type of relationship can again end quickly, dependent as it is on people's ever-changing likes and dislikes. Number three, the friendship of virtue. These are the people you like for themselves, who typically influence you positively and push you to be a better person. This kind of relationship, based as it is on the character of two self-sufficient equals, is a lot more stable than the previous two categories. Friendships are important, especially this last type of friendship. Aristotle says these are the people who typically influence you positively and push you to be a better person. This is why it's important to have friends who are striving to be holy. Friends who are striving to please God and who seek a close and intimate relationship with God. If you surround yourself with people who are moving in the same direction you are, it will be so much easier to get to where you're going. 
You can see what others are doing to move ahead, and you can do the same. Our friendships can help make us or break us. If all of our friendships fall in the utility category, then our friends probably aren't helping us get to where we want to be. If you surround yourself with people who just want something from you, or you want something from them, then as soon as they get what they want, they will leave, and you will have to find new friends, or you'll be left alone. If all of your friends are in the pleasure category, then you may also lose them if your hobbies change, if your likes change. Maybe you always go out drinking with the same group of people. But what about if you give up alcohol? Do you still stay friends with that group of people? What if you get together with a group of ladies and knit, but then you stop enjoying knitting? This has happened to me recently. I made several friends when I joined Toastmasters, a public speaking club. However, I haven't been attending the meetings lately, so I have essentially lost those friends. You are likely to do what your friends do. This is why I said if your friends are moving in the same direction as you are, it will be easier to get there. It's hard to go against the grain. If your friends are all going out several nights a week to party, it will be hard for you to stay home and do what you want to do. Many of us wouldn't want to miss out on the fun. If your friends are all going to brunch on Sunday morning at the same time you would normally be at Mass, you might be more likely to miss Mass because all your friends are going out. However, if your friends are all going to Mass on Sunday morning, you will be less likely to skip because you'll want to see them. If your friends are all joining a Bible study, you will be likely to join too. Do you see how who you are friends with really matters? The other important thing that the prayer group leader wanted us to know is that God wants to be our friend. Crazy, right? Why would God want to be our friend? Did you know that God wanted to be your friend? The leader cited many people in the Bible who were God's friends. First, in St. James chapter 2, verse 23, it says, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Next, in Exodus 33, chapter 12, Moses said to the Lord, See, you are telling me, lead this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, You are my intimate friend. You have found favor with me. Moses is talking to God and asking for what he needs. You can dialogue with the Lord too. Finally, in Acts 13, verse 22, it talks about David. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, to whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. God was friends with these men, and he wants to be friends with you too. One important thing to know about these men is that they were not perfect. They were sinners, just as we all are. They did not always do the right thing, yet God wanted to be friends with them. He wants to be friends with you too as well. Yes, he knows all the things you've done, and he wants to be friends with you anyway. Are you willing to be friends with God? You might be asking, what does that even mean? It means you treat God like he's your friend. How do you act around your friends? 
What do you do with your friends? What kind of friendship do you want to have with the Lord? I'm going to guess it is the same for most of us. We probably right now have a friendship of utility. We talk with God mostly when we need something. We need prayers for ourselves and others, so we bring that to God and ask Him for help. We might even try to do things for Him so that we feel more likely to get our prayers answered. It's all very transactional. I need something from you. Let me try to do something for you. If we want to move past this, we could start to spend time with God when we're not asking him for something. We could just spend time with him talking. This doesn't even have to be all day, every day. It could just be for your car ride to work or the time when you're in the shower or when you're getting ready for work. It could be while you're doing the dishes or the laundry. It could be whenever you want. Just spend that time telling the Lord about your day the same way you would if you were talking to a good friend on the phone. Also, you can't have a solid friendship if you're always the only person talking. If you want to have a friendship with God, you need to be quiet and listen to what He has to say to you. Quiet time can be hard because we tend to feel like we should be doing something or saying something. However, I assure you, it is totally worth it. God is speaking to each one of us often. We just can't hear it because we aren't taking the time to listen. If you take the time to listen, your friendship with the Lord will grow. God wants this friendship. He is already there waiting for it. It's not as if it will be difficult to get his attention or difficult to get him to participate. He's already in it. He has always been in this friendship. He has always been right there, waiting to interact in a deeply personal way with you. He's just waiting for you to be ready. The first step is just so simple. Just say something like, hey God, it's me. And then go on to say whatever you like. God will guide you in this friendship. He just wants your desire and your yes. He will do the rest. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless all those listening to this episode. Lord, thank you so much for desiring a friendship with each one of us. Thank you for always being there to listen to us. We are sorry we don't spend more time listening to you. We are sorry if our friendship is one-sided. Please show us how to be better friends with you. Please increase the desire within us to be friends with you. Lord, this concept may be new to many of us. Please help us understand what you are wanting from us. Please show us how we can be friends. Please show us where we can spend more time with you. Guide us, Lord. We love you and we want to spend more time with you. We want to listen to all you want to say to us. Please help us. We ask all of this in accordance with your will and in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to walk boldly with Jesus. If you would like to spend more time with the Lord, but don't have any idea how you will fit one more thing into your already busy days, go to my website, walkboldlywithjesus.com, or click on the link below and join my mailing list. I will send you a free audio training on how to invite Jesus into the things you're already doing. I look forward to seeing you here again on Monday. Remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Have a blessed weekend.
Today's word from the Lord is a follow-up on yesterday's vision. If you haven't heard that one, you can listen to the episode or you can find it on my Facebook page. The Lord gave me a sense that sometimes that curtain we are trying to push is stubbornness. We want our lives to go the way we would like them to go. And trying to push the curtain back to allow Jesus in is very difficult. It's a constant battle. And he is more or less saying to me in this passage, Don't be stubborn and hard-headed like the Pharisees were. They wouldn't believe me. They wouldn't reply to me. They knew that healing and my grace and forgiveness were what everybody needed. But they wanted things the way they were. They wanted their lives the way they were comfortable. I get a sense that the Lord is saying, Just give me that part of you that you're holding on to what you want in life that's comfortable, and I will open that curtain wide, and you will see incredible healing that will come from that, not just for you, but for all those in your life that you touch.